0: Well, welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zarathustra, broadcasting from Tulum, Mexico. Um, so we've had um, time changes in California and um, actually I wasn't even aware of it. So um, some of you may be uh, aware of it. Of course you're here. And some other people probably missed it, like the way I did. And um, they will show up in about 45 minutes or an hour from now on. But anyway, we're going to get going and uh, see what happens. Um, At this moment, I uh, have a couple ideas about what to talk about, but I'm not exactly sure. So mm, what I'm going to do is we're just going to do our meditation for the moment and... um, then we'll see where this webinar want to go to and what kind of uh, topic we're gonna talk about. And uh, so let's just take a deep breath, relax, and see. I'm making some adjustments here. Uh, let's bring our attention inwards. Like our attention on ordinary basis is on the outside world. So especially right now with all the stuff that are happening uh, like the war in Ukraine, the pandemic. So a lot of the attention is on the events are happening in the world. Or let's say your attention is on your relationship or it's on your finances or it's on your job or your children. Um, So what we wanna do is we wanna bring our attention inwards and disconnect from all these objects that our attention is on, and bring the attention towards a one-pointedness within ourself. And that one-pointedness within ourself is where the Atman resides. It's the seed of the awakened one, the awakened one within each and every one of us. The Buddha is sitting there and it's just watching. And it's very still and it's silent. And there is no movement within its focus. So its presence is established in silence. That's already within you, the wise one, the wisdom. So what we're going to do is we bring our attention inwards focusing on that which is very still within us, that which is watching, the watcher, the observer, the silent one in the world that is in chaos or appears to be in chaos. What is your role? What are you supposed to be doing? How are you supposed to maintain your composure what should be your attitude how do you deal with it in a world that is in chaos can you change the chaos can you bring calmness and tranquility in in this world can you do that is it possible can we change the world to what we think or what we want or the image we have of a better world is it possible anybody I'll let you think about this for one moment. I just have to use the bathroom. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was in India, (coughs) at the presence of my sats guru, Master Punjaji, Uh, we called him Papaji. And Papaji always emphasized on being quiet. His message was to be quiet and to be still, remain still. So he emphasized a lot on silence and stillness. Okay, I think most of you by now that you've been attending the webinars, the academy, as well as We've been in different workshops together, retreats. By now, I think you understand the silence. But what is the stillness? What is it to be still? What does that mean to be still? Sorry, I just I messed up. anybody anybody wants to tell me? Nobody wants to tell me.
1: Maybe to like let life happen. Is
0: that okay? Yeah. Maybe let life happen. So. All right. Anything else? I mean, can you not let life happen? No. No. So because life is always happening. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But thanks. I mean, that's good. Thanks for trying. What about what we talked about before uh, I went to the bathroom when I said in in this world regarding the chaos? Can you do anything about it? Anybody? Can you change the world? Yeah, go ahead, Hilda.
3: You can change the way that you are thinking by not reacting to the to the chaos and not think. Okay. Go beyond, go beyond the mind, try to do that. Would, would that change the world? No, but it's gonna change how you react
0: to the world and then the world will react differently to you. Okay, very well, that's a good one. Anybody else? No. Okay, the, the stillness, Uh, that I'm talking about, it's not about like being still, like physically being still and not moving. The stillness I'm referring to, so this is something like you want to be practicing it. Of course, all of these things require training. And when I say it does require training is because of years of being conditioned. And also, depending of the culture you're coming from, some cultures, they're a lot more dramatic. It's very emotional and dramatic about things. And some other cultures, they're, they're more mellow about stuff. They're, they don't get so emotional about things. And their reaction is different. So I'm going to talk about stillness and uh, to be still. So let's say, for example, I will use different examples. And, you know, you're you're going to work, you have a job and you've been at your job for a while and you're really good at it. And uh, uh, one day you go to work and your boss calls you in to her office or his office. And she says, you know, you've been amazing, blah, 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 but we're gonna to have to let you go or we're laying you off. And uh, so this news that is shocking and it's upsetting because you're really good at your work and uh, you weren't expecting it and you feel it's unfair and that shouldn't happen. Anyway, most people may react like crying or objecting or getting angry or threatening or feeling sorry for themselves or you can just, I mean, you can still express yourself, of course, but it depends from where this expressing yourself is coming from, or you can just stay very still. They tell you you're fired, and you just say, okay, and you don't react. When I say you don't react means you're not in the pendulum. You don't go from the up to down. You're not swinging, your emotions are not swinging. You have been working on yourself that you don't react to events. So you hear it, you take it in and you move on. You maintain your composure. And then maybe two days after they call you back and they say, you know what? We we're so sorry, we made a mistake. You're not the one who we were planning on firing. It was somebody else that was a cler- clerical error. Please come back to work and we're going to give you a raise. And again, you maintain the same composure. You don't go up and down. You say, oh, great, thank you, da-da-da-da, and you continue. Let's say one day your partner is, is says, hey, uh, let's get together. I want to tell you something very important. Let's have a talk. And... Your partner tells you, sweetheart, I love you. We've been together for a number of years. We've been through thick and thin, but I just need to share this with you that I'm no longer in love with you. And uh, I'm in love with somebody else. And I I want us to divorce or I want us to separate. How does most people react? Anyone? How do you react? How did you react when this happened to you? Because I'm sure it has happened to almost everybody at one point that you were rejected or you were declined. Or maybe you find out that your partner is in love with your best friend and your partner wants to leave you for another person. And what is the reaction? Or all of a sudden you get a phone call that your child your son your daughter was in a motorcycle accident or a car accident or was skateboarding and fell down and broke his collarbone or broke his arm or is in a critical situation what do most people react like ah! screaming crying yelling oh my baby ah! at least literally where, how I grew up, My, the people around me reacted like that to news like this, crying and yelling and just hitting themselves in their head and, and just completely losing their composure. And these were adults. I'm like nine years old. And this is like a 30 or 40 or 50 year old man or woman acting completely emotional, totally out of it. And that's the difference between the master, that's the difference where what I want to re- relay to you, what I want to share with you, what I want my people to learn is to how to stay still. I use another example. Let's say, um, I don't know, you go, you go to see your guru, you go to see your teacher, you go to another town, city, to visit somebody you like, and you send them a message, I'm here, and they don't respond, and then you call, or you just keep sending messages, and they kind of blow you off, or they're not available, or somehow they're not seeing you, they're not really responding, and then your messages get stronger and stronger and more threatening, like where the hell are you, I came all the way to see you, I don't appreciate this, blah, 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 you get these messages getting more emotional. But an awakened being will not act like that. An awakened being stays, it may use it, some strong words, but it's not coming from an emotional place. It's coming from stillness. They're operating from stillness. If tomorrow they okay, let's say the pan, the news for pandemic came. Most people around me. That they don't do any spiritual practice and they're not working on their own level of awareness reacted to the pandemic like as if this is the end of the world and as if they're going to die and the world is ending. And it was very interesting to observe how these people that I love and I grew up with and I've been around how they started to act. And in the meantime, some people that I thought they're my friends, and they act like very civilized, very awake, very conscious, all of a sudden, they cut me off, complete me. Or if I wanted to talk to them, I would go to the porch of their house and I would talk to them from like 20 meters away. Or they didn't even reach out to me to see, how are you doing? What's happening? Do you need any help or whatever? What I saw with a lot of people that their humanity went down the toilet in one day. And all they cared about was themselves isolating themselves so they don't get the virus from anybody else. But there was like zero humanity in their behavior. They went in and locked themselves out. And if you contacted them and you needed help, they would not do anything for you. And these are the people who call themselves civilized. They dress civilized. They drive a Tesla because they don't want to pollute the environment. They um, eat organically. They separate their garbage when they're putting things in a trash. All the plastic goes in one trash, so they want to recycle it. On the appearance, they're very civilized, but when it came to the point of demonstrating, I didn't see civilization. I just saw them very primal. Their behavior was very primal and they're operating out of fear and anxiety and only me, me, me. I saw them in supermarkets, the way they were shopping, Like in the first few days of the pandemic, do you remember? Like people attacked supermarkets and everything was empty and and the way they were taking things. Like if they hit you and uh, to take something, all of a sudden they wouldn't say, oh, I'm sorry. Or all of a sudden, same people who would give you way to go pick something up, they were just pushing you away to pick up products out of the shelves. And it was very, very interesting to observe this. Like there is a superficial humanity, superficial awareness is happening on the outside, but inside it's very primal and it hasn't gone anywhere. It hasn't reached any higher level of consciousness or awareness. It's superficial spirituality and you can't go in the next level level of consciousness you people a lot of people talk about 5D fifth dimension as if fifth dimension is some kind of new product is like some kind of candy or it's a new latex or it's a new yoga pants or is a is a new i don't know a vacuum or something called 5D It's a hot item, 5D, 5D. We want to be in 5D. And you don't even know what 5D is. It's like repeating it like a parrot. It's very, very interesting to observe this. In order to go to the next level of consciousness, there is initiations and there are paths that every spiritual seeker has to go through. There is no cheating or cutting corners or bypassing the steps that help you reach the highest peaks of awakening. There is no cheating. You can't cheat it. You have to learn certain things on your path. Some, you may be able to do it by yourself. Some, you need a guide. You need someone who's done it so they can guide you on this. And these things are your own fears, your worries, your hang-ups. And one by one, you have to overcome it. There is hundreds of different stories of the, the disciple with the master, that spiritual seeker or spiritual seekers have encountered in their communication with their guru with their master and the kind of things that a master will put you through to do to prove that you're worthy of receiving wisdom you're worthy to go to the next level many different things and as you get closer the tests getting tougher and tougher and there's different things but these different levels require you to demonstrate to let go, letting go of whatever. Your master may come and tell you, okay, I want you to give away every position you have to the charity. Give everything away. Let everything go. Give them to your kids. Give them to someone. I I want you to go and be homeless for one year. Live on the street. They may put you through different levels of Challenges that you have to face your fears. They may ask you to leave your family and go sit somewhere in a cave or find yourself a cabin in the woods and sit there, be in silence. Don't communicate with anybody. There, there could be a lot of different things. And the master normally comes up with what you really need in a moment, whatever is going to serve you, to force you, and direct you to go through something that is holding you back from awakening. I mean, these stories are all over. You, you can go to these different spiritual books and you can see it is like where uh, Krishna speaks to Arjuna. Arjuna, the commander of the, uh, he was like the leader of this army in uh, Bhagavad Gita. And Lord Krishna comes and says, I want you to go and you're going to be fighting your family, your cousins, your your uncles. These are people you grew up with and I want you to go there and kill them all. So it makes him to go there and to the battle against his family and kill everybody. And that was all symbolic. And then at the end, how many times you've heard this story that the Buddha or the master comes to the disciple and says, if you run into me on the road going somewhere, I want you to kill me. You have to kill the master. And this is the master. This is the one that you adore and you're in love and you cherish. And the master says, if you run into me on the road, kill me. But it's not about really killing it physically. It's symbolic. It means you got to let go of the master too, of your attachment. To the master. These are attachments that you have to let them go in order to be able to go to the next level because these very fierce attachments ideas are holding you back from awakening from becoming free and one of the things on this path that we need to learn is and this should be like an everyday practice because everyday existence is going to challenge you with this so once you start practicing this on a regular basis when it comes to bigger events then you are ready for it and you can demonstrate it such as what i talked about you walk into a room you see your partner or you you know there's a situation that somebody tells you i don't want to see you anymore don't call me, don't come to me, I don't wanna date you or whatever, it's over and you reject it and you may feel sorry for yourself that why I didn't do anything, I'd done everything right and blah, blah, blah but when you start, your third eye starts to open up and you begin to see, you're not seeing someone else coming to tell you, I don't love you, I don't want you you don't see a person, you start seeing God, you begin to see Her Majesty, the Supreme, in the form of a person, is telling you, I don't want you anymore, get away, and you get the message, because it's not that God doesn't love you, it's a test, they're testing you, you're being tested, and how you're going to react to that test determines where you're at, If you stay still and not react emotionally to it, then you pass. If you get emotional about it, then you have to stay in that level and keep going. And this is a big place. This is really very important place. And that's my intention in the workshops of training you and showing you and teaching you how you can surpass it, how you can go beyond this, because it's huge, getting rejected, someone pushing you back, life pushes you back, life takes your things away. You go see Dr. Johnson for your annual physical. And then a week after, Dr. Johnson's secretary calls you and says, you know what, We, we need you to come back in for another test. And all of a sudden, your mind starts getting really activated. Do I have cancer? Am I gonna die? What's gonna to happen to me? Blah, 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 And you go there and they're gonna say, hey, the results of your tests were positive. We think you have a brain tumor or we think, you know, whatever it is. You got a serious case of cancer in your ovaries or somewhere in your breast or chest or lung. They test you again and they're gonna say you have three months. In three months, you're going to die. Now, how do most people react? Very emotional. All of a sudden, they're crying and yelling and throwing things and breaking things. And how do most people react? Someone who's been working on themselves, they're, re- they're literally stay still. They take the information and they move on. Excuse me, Mike. My... Don't do well with air conditioning, so it makes my nose keep running. So they, this is a part of your training program. You have to go beyond. You have to take this step. And this is never going to end. You're always going to be challenged by this. All of your life, all the way to the end, the guru within you is going to challenge you with this. Don't think like you do it once or twice. You get away with it. The apparent world that appears to be real the apparent world that appears to be real is going to test you all the time there's no way out and you're not the only one everybody goes through it every single spiritual being everyone that wants to reach self-awakening has to go through this there is no way out of it and there's a lot of different scenarios let's say you moved somewhere um, you move from one city to another city. You, uh, you know, you live in, I don't know, Boston, and you want to live in LA and you go to LA and you find yourself an apartment. You put the deposit, you took a U-Haul, you filled it up and you drove the U-Haul 3,000 miles and you finally get to your apartment to move in. You go there to get the keys and they tell you, sorry, There's a mistake. We already rented it to someone else. That has happened to me. And you go crazy, you go ballistic. You get angry, you're yelling, you're screaming, and all kinds of things happen. And right now we can see it with the events in the world. I mean, even if you don't refer to events that are happening in your life, okay, you can see what's going on in the world. How do you react to the news? in the world, because the news in the world is never about making you happy. The bulk of the news is never about humanity is evolving and going to a higher level of consciousness. They're never going to come and tell you 50,000 people get, got together in Hyde Park in London, and they sat in silence. And they show you, let's say, five minutes of footage, or people got together in another country in silence. They're always telling you about that stuff, which is fear, worry, anxiety. And so how do you react to that? I can see it with people around me. You know, The conversations about, oh, the war is happening and oh, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All these stories, they're just stories for spiritually involved. To those who are spiritually involved, The world affairs are just stories. They're fairy tales. Because the one who's awakened knows very clearly nothing is happening. Nothing is going on. Because within himself or herself, it's very still. Stillness is happening. And silence is happening. You have found it within yourself. This morning over breakfast with a friend of mine, we were talking about peace in world or a better world. The better world is when you discover the peace within yourself. And to find peace within yourself is you have to go beyond the busy mind into inner silence and reside there and settle yourself into the stillness. Stay still and stay quiet, and practice non-reaction, not reacting to the events. That becomes one of your practices daily. And if you fail, it's okay. You get another opportunity the next day, and you keep doing it over and over and over again. And there's going to be a lot of different scenarios. Sometimes you're out of money. Sometimes your landlord is going to kick you out. Sometimes your partner is going to get rid of you. Sometimes your kids are not responding to you. All kinds of different scenarios are happening. So, this challenge never goes away, it's always there. But you will be amazed when you start diving into it and you're attentive. Okay. You become attentive and you start incorporating this in your daily life. And you will be amazed. How, the quality of your life begin to change immersely? It's like night and day. And you see how existence, universe, respond back to you. all of a sudden, as if you walked into another world, and existence completely changed. The only thing that needs to be changed is you. The only thing that needs to be changed is the world within you not the outside world. We appreciate the outside world being chaotic because it forces us to bring our attention within. If the outside world was to please us all the time, we would never pay any attention to the inner world. And we would stay in a dream place, asleep. No one would ever awaken. So the outside world is not the enemy. Anybody has any questions or comments? Feel free, you can unmute yourself. Yeah. Hi, Monica.
1: Hi. Um,
4: thank you for, for having this show. It's, it's amazing to listen to you, I must say. Um, but I have, a, I, have a, I have a question about what you're talking about now. I'd like, to, I'd like you to um, talk a little bit more about what happens when I change what happens with the rest of the world around me, the people that I have
1: around
0: me. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, I can't be specific because I don't know what happens to the people around you. They can remain the same because that's that's what I'm observing with my family and friends who are not in, in the conscious world. They're not working on their own awareness. And they're still going through the same stories as before. But my world changed.
4: And you mean they don't notice that?
0: No. What, what they notice is that, that I bring calmness to them. They, they want me around. And when I'm around, they don't, you know, every once in a while, maybe they mentioned. they don't even know. But I just... When I'm in a room with them and I sit with them and it brings equilibrium, it, bring, it balances, it brings some sort of calmness into the room or a place or a restaurant or a coffee shop or in a train or in a plane or in the airport. I'm not doing it purposely. I don't even think about it that, oh, I'm going to go sit in the airport because I want to bring calmness there. I'm just doing my own thing. But it does affect the environment. Mm. But again, that's not my purpose. Because that could be an ego trip. Oh, I'm going to go somewhere to make it calm. That's another trap. But they can't help but not to feel there is a presence here. They notice something. But again, it doesn't matter. This is your journey. And at one point in this journey, you have to become selfish. That's difficult. Pardon?
4: That is very difficult, being selfish.
0: Well, it's not really, because you have to protect your space. See, there is, you go through stages. When you start opening up, everything is new, everything is amazing. Oh, wow, crystals, and you get exposed to crystals, and then you get exposed to tarot cards, and then you want to learn about astrology. You want to learn about Enneagram. What is your number? Or human design, feathers, you know, bells and, and, and all kinds of instruments. In the beginning, you're just like everything kind of resonates and takes you into this spiritual place. And you feel this thing. Or you go to a kirtan or bajan. Spiritual singing and chanting. you go see different teachers, you're watching stuff on, on YouTube, and everything kind of intrigues you. and you want to share things that da, 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 all kinds of stuff. Then even you go deeper, you get to this place that people start bugging you. Noise b- bothers you. People who talk about, blah, 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 blah. you go to dinner, you go to lunch with your family. Uh, and they're all talking about politics or talking about medicine or whatever it is, and their chatters and their stories is bugging you. There's a lot of noise, and all you want to do is be done and go home. You basically want to hang out with your spiritual family, or you want to be alone by yourself. And this is the part you need to be selfish, because you need to protect the space, because you're growing. It's like if you plant a little tree, it's a little tiny tree that you planted it, okay, and what do you do, you, this tree you planted, of course it needs to have the right soil, you need to water it, so you need to nurture it, but you can't just leave this little tree in there by itself, so. What do they do? They put a fence around this little tree because maybe dogs come and walk around or pigs or horses, they walk on this little tree and they break it. So they put a little fence around it, but just putting a little fence is not enough because storms can come and they can break it. So then you tie it up to the fence so you keep the tree straight. So now the storms can't break it and animals or humans, they can't walk on it and break it. And you nurtures, nurture the tree to grow. But it gets to a point that it's strong enough to stand on itself. It's thick enough and its roots goes deep enough and you no longer need to have a fence around it and you don't need to tie it up. Now it's standing on itself. So in the beginning... You get to a point that you need to protect your space. And a part of that is also to be a part of a spiritual group that they're all in the same phase and to sit with, especially when you're growing, to receive the guidance. You need the guidance of the master to follow the steps and to reject the blah, blah, blah. So we need to get together. We need to be together so we can stay on the path, so we can be reminded all the time. So things come up, events happen, and we don't know what to do with it. So you bring it to the collective. But slowly, slowly you grow. And then you get to a point that you're strong enough, wise enough, then you can pull someone under your wing and help them. And you can go somewhere which is, has a lot of noise pollution, and you can stay still, it doesn't affect you. Or you just grow stronger and you can teach or share the wisdom to the best of your ability, which that level is also kind of very challenging too, because there's a big trap in that level. There's a big trap that most people fall into it, into the trap, they fall into the trap of the ego. So there are these different levels that you have to go through. Did I answer your question? Was it satisfying? Yeah. Or another question came up after that? Feel free you can ask me. I'm here for you. There are also levels that as you go forward that power may come to you. Psychic powers may find you and come to you. Most people confuse psychic powers With awakening, they think if they have come to psychic powers, they have awakened, or that means they have become advanced, and that's tricky too. At one point, you're gonna have to go beyond that, let it go, and move on because that very thing is holding you back because it feeds the ego. Again, that's why it's important to have your teacher someone who has gone all the way and they can guide you or we can get stuck in that level and then you just have to come back another life and repeat the whole
2: thing but also there's so much beauty in life what do you mean uh, then we have to come back what do you mean can you uh, go a little bit deeper yeah i mean of course there is everything in
0: this life there is The beauty and the ugliness, they're both here. But if you're suffering in this life and you are identified with who you think you are, then you're bound to suffer. And personally, I don't like to suffer. So you're gonna be in this world and you haven't come to full realization. There's no way out. You have to suffer. You're gonna have ups and downs. You know, karma, you're gonna be very happy and you're gonna go through depressions. You're gonna have attachments to things, people, your children, your home, your belonging. And depending on your karma, where you're at, sometimes life comes and takes things away from you. You lose it, or there's the fear of losing it.
2: Yes, I understand that, but I would like you to go a little bit deeper Okay, be more specific. Deeper like into what? Yes, yeah, because you say that then you have to come back and do another life. What, what do you mean? Well, reincarnate. Yeah.
0: You, you will die. And because you still have attachments and fears, then you, they
2: send you back for another round. Yeah, and then what will happen if I do not reincarnate? That's what I wanted to... That uh, that I don't know. You're
0: going to have to find it out. I don't have an answer to that one. Okay. There's no such a thing. It's like a recycling process. You're going to have to keep coming back until you purify, as you have done it thousands of times. As simple as that. Until you have refined, then you go to the next level.
2: So... so what do you mean it is like that we should uh, get to the next level but we don't know what the next level is this is what you mean
0: i mean i don't know what the next level is so but i okay. do know that i'm here and here to master it it does require learning and adapting and practicing a certain way of being, incorporating that in your being. And it cannot be superficial. It has to be learned. It has to be incorporated. And for each and everybody, is a different story. So somebody will come to this life and, for example, they never have any financial problems. From the beginning to the end of their lives, they never deal with finances but they deal with other things they deal with love they never find their partner or they have to deal with health issues or whatever there is something that is hunting them somebody else has a lot of other stuff but is always struggling financially so everybody's got a different story but it doesn't matter you have to overcome your demons and you have to walk the path and walk the talk, there is no way out. You can't cheat it. Until coming to the understanding and the realization that you are the one who you're looking for, that, that which you've been looking for always is within yourself. And in that realization, you also realize that the world that it appears to be The apparent world is a reflection of your own self, and it's actually you. You are looking at yourself. You're the one looking at the good and the ugly. All of it is you. There is no others. There is no other nations, other people, other races, other religions, the bad guys, the good guys. These are all yourself. Anything ugly you see, it's you. And anything beautiful you see, it's you. There is no separation. There has never been any separation. Separation doesn't even exist. It's impossible for separation because it's a non-existing thing.
2: I, I do experience that. Uh, but, but there's always this but,
0: right? It's, but it's... what? I didn't, I didn't hear what you just said.
2: I said that uh, I do experience in it completely and I feel it, uh, I'm, I'm aware about it. Uh, but at the same time, it is like um, it's like uh, um, it's so big and it's like, uh, yeah, it's this thing that. Uh, this identification of uh, the feelings are so strong and it's like yeah do you understand what i mean to a certain point yeah
0: when you say (coughs) excuse me when you say you understand you understand what that is all one Yes. And that there are no
2: separation. I I understand it. And I also experiencing it. And when you talk about stillness, I'm aware about the stillness and then there's all these, but still I get like carried away with this, but it always fall down and it always come back to silence. It always come back to, to balance, but I get carried back
0: to the center of yourself.
2: Yes, but I get carried away with the storm, right? Because
0: you could get carried away with the storm. Eventually, you don't. That's why we do this work. That's why we put workshops. We do retreats. Everything I do, everything, whether I was teaching psychic surgery, whether I was teaching third eye activation, whatever I've done from day one to here, which it's evolved and changed. If you go back to my videos from five years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, the message was always the same. The roots of it, the foundation of the message never changed. Maybe what I was doing, maybe we were dancing or jumping up and down or doing some affirmations, doing different things. Maybe my hair was long, maybe we're just using instruments, maybe not, but the message remained the same. The message is always being silent and being still, stay in that place, don't come out of there, the foundation. And as you can see, it appears to be the world is in chaos. I don't watch a lot of news, so I don't know what's going on. But you know, once in a while, I just go in there to see what's up. But the moment I go there, after 10 minutes, I get a headache. But it looks like it's in chaos. And then you just come back. You come back to where you're at, who you are, and everything becomes quiet, and nothing is going on. It's very simple. Dive in, bring your attention inwards, And look inside yourself. Just stay still and quiet. Let's try it right now for one moment, everybody. Dive inwards. Bring your attention inside and take a look. Do a little investigation. Is it busy? Is it quiet? What's going on there? What's happening there? It becomes quiet, doesn't it? It becomes very still and very quiet. The story... There is a story called my life. The story of my life disappears because it's the story of my life which is the centerpiece of what is happening. All the events in the world, they translate to the story of your life. What's gonna happen to me? What kind of life I'm going to have five years from now? What's gonna happen to my children? What happens to my finances? That's what it's about. It always comes to you. If it wasn't coming to you, you wouldn't give a shit what happens in the world. If it did not affect you at all, you wouldn't care. Not even for five seconds, you would waste your time thinking about it. It's because it's pulling triggers within you. That's why you get concerned, because it's tickling something inside you. It creates fear or worry or anxiety. That's why you become concerned about it. Otherwise, you don't care. It comes to you. What's going to happen to me? Pay attention to that part. It's very important. Examine yourself. Follow the thought and see where this thought comes from. When you're hearing all the news in the world, observe yourself. And then stay honest with yourself. See why you're getting worried. Where does it go to? It comes to you, your life, and you. And what is you? The thought that I am someone, I am a person, separated from the whole. And if these things happen, what's going to happen to me? It comes to the I thought, the thought of I, the thought of me, the thought of my story. And it's threatened that if you learn how to bypass it and go into the silence, then all of a sudden there is no story and there is no problem because there is nobody there. The person you think that is you, this story that carries on, is no longer there. And then all of a sudden there is no problem. It simply is. There's only one problem in this world. that. The individual believes that there is an individual and they're responsible. So they need to look after themselves. There's a sense and that's false. It's a false sense. And that's the only problem. Once that sense is removed, you no longer identify that you are an independent individual separated from everything else So you have to look after yourself. That sense is gone. Then you're liberated. You become free. Freedom comes. And there is no more suffering. The body can suffer, but you don't suffer. Because you have freed yourself from the will. The will of illusion. The world that appears to be real. It only appears to be real. It looks like it. But there is none. What is is all yourself. That's why I say you are who you're looking for.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hi Cecilia. Oh Shadi. Sorry, I didn't didn't. Okay, Cecilia, you have a question for me?
4: Yes. No? Um, okay. Go ahead. I don't know if it's a question or only like sharing my experience. Um <clears throat> I think lately I had have, have these moments where i feel like worry free and feels really <laughs> very good like i have feel like god is my provider and is the one who will take care of me like i don't have to worry but there have been like very short moments and and i feel like my is where my mind comes again and i feel like they are these thoughts what said like oh maybe this is very good, but you still need to be responsible for yourself, you need to do this, you need to do that. And it's like, I get into again, pull into this um a space where I, I will worry or I try to find my way or in the, in this case, I find work. or, And I feel like at some point, I feel like I'm unres- unres- unresponsible, thinking only everything is gonna be okay. But at the same time, is that feeling where I I don't have to worry about it? So like there is um this um like contradiction. Yeah. And I I feel I wow. always get pulled to to the pattern of you need to go, you need to um, yeah solve things yeah. and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh-huh. yeah. So like everything is gradually, and we will really experience total freedom, or it's gonna be like. Always, this kind of contradiction.
0: Well, it's going to be the contradiction till it it gets established into the self, the realization. Okay. Till you get really established, so it's a part of the process. Like they okay. take you to the edge. Again, it depends. You may uh-huh. for everyone is different. Let's say somebody's becoming homeless. You know and. And the person is trying to do whatever they have to do in order to hang on to their home. And then they are forced to sell it. And then you move into an apartment and you don't have a job. You lose your job or you get sick or something happens, and you lose your apartment. Then you end up in a car. Then you end up on the street. It's like they take you to the very edge and, and then they bring you back. Mm-hmm. So... Oh. And this will happen over and over again until the realization becomes firm and complete. Till the person gets to this place of completely realizing that something else is carrying you. Something mm-hmm. else is providing. Something else is putting food in your mouth. Something else uh-huh. is giving you money. Something else is giving you a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for everyone is different. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. it's different in a way like not everybody's going through the same actions Mm -hmm. but it's the same process and it depending on where in the wheel the karmic wheel you're at how advanced Mm -hmm. you've become how much of these things you have completed in the past and where are you at in this life okay yeah it was a good thing you brought up yeah uh hi shadi You wanna unmute yourself? You had a question for me.
1: Yeah, my question is, it ties into a few things that you were mentioning. Uh, One was um, the plant and the fact that you have to, whatever, you have to know your boundaries because you're still in the midst of- Say that part again, you have to wait. You were saying that um, you have to um, like just have the boundaries so that you could establish that grounding of this of the um whatever the peace and stillness within you since that's basically the biggest focus to not feel like it's selfish to do that. Um but then the part of Papaji where he says um peace and love for all beings of the universe, then it sort of becomes like selfish or selfless and then you feel and then there's this thing that you don't want to break hearts either by just taking time for yourself because you know the people around you might have a difficult time accepting it (laughs) so it's like a do it basically and then you know there's basically no one and there's no separation at the same time but then you're dealing with hearts and you're dealing with family members or people around you and you still don't want them to feel like you know you need time to just yeah be on your own you you
0: need to find a balance and uh, look there is time And that it comes to a point that you have to just let go. That's also a part of the ego of, oh, I'm not gonna do spiritual practice or I'm not gonna go into silence because I don't want my mom to get hurt or I don't want my friend to get hurt. It's also ego too. There's a point you're gonna have to let go of everything because keep in mind, the moment you're about to die, When you're at the gates of going from this side to the other side, nobody is going to be holding your hand. You have to walk and take that step step by yourself. At the very end, you are alone. And when you were born, you were born alone. And there are many moments in your life that you're alone. You got to walk this path on your own. No one's going to be able to carry you. Your guru, your teacher will lead you, but they cannot carry you. So you have to do what's necessary.
1: That part I get, but you you still don't want to... You you may uh,
0: have to give up... No, you may have to give up your family. You may have to give up your children. You may have to give up a lot of things that are very dear to you to get to where you need to get to and many teachers many masters have done that it will get to that point for it may not get into that point for you it may not be a part of your dharma but when it comes to it you will know it will be so strong so powerful it's pulling you so powerfully that nothing can hold you back you don't need to worry about that you don't need to worry about it that am i going to leave my family and go to the monastery and sit in meditation. Should I do it? Should I I not? It will take you if it wants to take you. And there is no questions. It will be very clear. So don't let your mind to go into this place that should I do it? Shouldn't I? I need to stay or I need to go. No, it's already written. Your path is written. You're just living each page. Of this book right now but the beginning and the end of it is already written the book is complete printed and it's out every day you're living another page of this book which is already written so you can trust in that you can relax into that if you can
3: okay so can i ask you a question yeah sure uh in the beginning of the academy you said that uh... Uh, on our spiritual path, it will feel that it will be more more and more painful. Is that to test us to see if we really want freedom?
0: In the beginning of the spiritual path, it feels like painful? Say that again?
3: No. Uh, You said earlier today that uh, uh, the more and more we come closer to the core of the being, so to speak, it will feel more and more painful. The challenges.
0: Did I say that? Yeah, I understood it like that. It appear. It could be. Okay. It could be.
3: Okay. Is that uh, what is the reason for that to test us that we believe really want freedom?
0: It appears to be as you get closer, it gets more intense. Mm-hmm. It appears to be that way. Yeah. Now, I've not in the mind, I haven't been in the mind or even in the proximity of a lot of enlightened people to be able to verify their way of realization. I've read their testimonials of what they went through. And most of them, as they got very close to the final realization, things got very very intense for them Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i understand that thank you
0: you're welcome all right so we're getting close to the end of the academy um we're going to have a uh workshop and i and these are the dates It's going to be i changed the dates amir are you there my my brother are you around if you're i don't have my calendar here let me see um just... Uh, yeah. go ahead tell me uh hilda you got your calendar can you go to april yeah you said uh, we should have
3: uh, t- t- three the days april 23rd 24th and 25th
0: right i changed it i changed yeah. it it's going to be during the uh easter holiday it's going to be the weekend before what's what are the dates of the weekend before that is april
3: 16 17
0: and 18th yeah that those are going to be 16 17 and eight that's thursday friday saturday sunday right no that is uh,
3: saturday sunday and monday
0: no uh this okay. is going to be okay
3: then will be friday the 15th saturday the 16th and sunday
0: the 17th yes that's going to be our workshop I think it's on my website. I haven't checked my website. That's Um, the
1: Easter. So it can't be that one. You said the week before the Easter, right? I know.
0: I know. I changed it because uh, I have friends coming to visit me. And unless you all say push it maybe one week before, I can't have it on that particular weekend.
1: No, but are you doing it on the Easter weekend or the weekend prior? Yeah, it's going to be on the
0: Easter weekend.
1: Oh, okay. That's fine. Thanks.
0: Is, is, does, it, does it work or it's a bad weekend? I mean, for the majority of people, for me, it's
1: fine. I don't know about everybody else.
0: Right. Yeah, the, I, I was going to do it on a weekend after. And then I discovered that I have friends visiting me. So I decided to do it on this weekend. I just have to trust life. Whomever is meant to be will join us. And uh, it is what it is. I can do it the weekend before, which is going to be, what, what are the dates on the weekend before, Hilda? That is uh,
3: Friday the 8th, Saturday the 9th. And 8, 9, 10.
0: Yeah. What do you guys think? I can bring it to 8, 9, 10. But then we don't have much time. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) there's always something anyway I think you know we're just going to go do it because I'm getting my juice back into putting putting events for a long time the energy wasn't there and I couldn't move myself to do it but it appears to be like the energy is coming back so a part of me is I don't want to dilly-dally so much with it and while, while I have it I feel like to go for it because I don't know where it's gonna go next. But there's one other thing is that I decided I'm gonna do our retreat in Sweden. And that's gonna be June 6th to the 13th in Ure, Sweden, where we had four years in a row, we, we did our retreat. It's the same location. So I got the approval from them and they gave me these dates. That's the only date they gave me. Uh, and I decided to go for it. And, um, I haven't, I don't have it on my website yet. I'm going to be putting it up. So, and I will be emailing it to everybody and then it will open registration. And that will give us a chance to be together because, uh, it's been a while. We haven't really sat together and, uh, and I feel like it's important we come together in one place and create the energy field and sit together. I'm not really inclined in teaching the healings. Uh, there would be some spontaneously, but uh, it's, this is the 5D quantum awareness workshop. It's not the five, fifth dimensional quantum healing. For some reason, I don't have the energy for teaching the healing courses at this point. It's just not there. So, But there's something else there. And it will give us a chance to dive deep within the silence by creating the environment so we can really go deep. And the goal is for you to really touch this place, to recognize it that this place is here within yourself. And once you really touch it, that it's inside yourself, then it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing because you already discovered it. That means you're going to have direct access to the space regardless of where you are and what you're doing, or what the weather is like or what your diet is like. Or what's your physical body status? If you're sick, you're not, you're well. You have already discovered this space. So you know how to tap into it. Okay, nice to see you all. Thank you for joining me. Uh, We'll have our next academy next week on Wednesday. And um, I look, sending you my love. And uh, those of you who have registered to the Zoom, you will be receiving a copy of this broadcast both uh, the video as well as the podcast. And um, my social media um, address is Zaratustra5D. My website is Zaratustra.tv. And my email address is info at If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to send me an email at Zaratustra at, at info at Zaratustra.tv. Thank you very much. Sending you my love, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Namaste.